In this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about Final Destination with Black Pudding, Death Prickle Wolfie Head Tingles, Playing with Tropes, and Power Washing Zombies in our discussion of Big Bad Me with Ashlyn O'Loughlin. Welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And today we're going to talk to Ashlyn O'Loughlin, author of Big Bad Me. Mm-hmm. Enjoy! <laughs> so good. Claire. Yes. It's time. It's time? It's time. It's time. It's time. Pew, 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 pew. Would you rather pew? And we're so very excited about Would You Rather today because we're joined by the author and we have been squeeing about this for so long. So welcome, Ashlyn. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm like such a huge fan. Such a massive fictional hangover fan. We're like really excited to be here. We're supposed to be fangirling you. It's just going to be a big fangirl circle and we're never going to get anywhere, but it's fine. (laughs) Which wouldn't be unusual. Mm. Oh, makes me so happy. So thank you, thank you a thousand times for joining us and for writing this friggin' book. Oh my god, yes. it's the best. Thank you. Spoilers. I mean, I, I we've declared it as one of our books of the year. You yes. have. Yeah. Yes. And now you're gonna make me cry while we're recording. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, like. I'm in love with this book. You are. That's... Yeah. Thank you. Just yeah. Same as Amanda. We just honestly, from the first chapter, we were texting each other, going, "This is amazing." Mm, yeah. Um, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't fangirl about that yet because okay. lots of things are going to happen. But we have to get through. Would you rather first? Yes. And then professional. Fears. We can explode. In okay. you know vampire dust or or yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> I, I like my cons- my parts together. Yeah, yeah. I'm me too. kind of my, mine tend not to work very well anyway, so I'm fine if if, if my parts explode all over the place. Me <laughs> too. My parts don't work either. Oh my god, Braggy. <laughs> Anywho, anyway. question one of Would You Rather, yes. the one we asked on social media. Yes. And yes. next to the question we asked when we did Midnight Sun, are you team Edward or team Jacob? This is potentially one of our most contentious questions oh, okay. ever. <laughs> Would you rather have pineapple on your pizza or not? <laughs> well, I not, but I don't mind pineapple on my pizza. <laughs> I know, I know. Some some people feel so strongly about it. Some of my mm. characters feel very strongly about it. Um, I actually don't mind, don't mind no. it too much. Um, but I prefer olives, which I think is another contentious mm. one. Oh, oh no! I know. I had a I had a pineapple and ham pizza for my lunch today in honor oh, of yeah. recording. Oh yeah! And last Saturday. I shared an olive and anchovy with goat cheese pizza with my seven-year-old son. Oh, that sounds amazing. No. It was delightful. Stop it. Oh. 
It was delightful. No. It got to the stage where I wasn't allowed any. Oh, really? Oh, I love your son. He's got such adventurous tastes for a seven-year-old. Oh, well, yes. He's eight now. He oh, had eight. a birthday <laughs> on Tuesday. So, yes, I have, he was seven at the time. He's eight now. But, yes, he picked it and he enjoyed it and he stole most of it and I had to go and steal half my husband. Gross. So, that, was so, that his birthday lunch? Like Yes, it was. So if you ever go to York, there's a lovely pizza place. Um, <laughs> throwing that one out there. On social media, do you want to know how it went? Pineapple, <laughs> yay or nay? So there was yes, yum, or no, you're weirdo. On Facebook, 62% are eating the pineapple. Instagram, 75% are having pineapple on their pizza. On Twitter, 67% are having pineapple on their pizza. And on TikTok... No, you weirdo. Don't put pineapple on your pizza with 54%. Oh, so my Amanda, God. I'm afraid you're going to have to go to TikTok. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hear some of the listener comments? Yes. Like super <laughs> fans. Superfan Annie on Facebook said, so many people think pineapple on pizza is the devil. I must be the friend of the devil. Give me all the pineapple. <laughs> you know Annie would dance record. naked in a dark. Oh, yeah. Dan- <laughs> Annie would dance naked in the garden with, a de- with the devil, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure she would. Uh, Drew on Facebook said, "No pineapple, please. No fruit with my pizza." Colin on Facebook said, "I'm not pizza racist. I'll eat whatever is put on a tasty, tasty pizza." I mean, I saw an advert for a baked bean pizza the other day and thought to myself, "Yeah, I'd smash that." So yeah, give me pineapple, bring it on. Mm. I draw the line at a baked bean pizza. I would actually. I. <gasps> With my kids, you know the, those songs are like, do you like broccoli? Do you like, you know, broccoli pizza, broccoli ice cream, that kind of thing? But um, we went through it and we decided to make our own. Do you like broccoli pizza? So we just threw all the weird stuff we could think of on. We used baked beans and um, I can't remember what else, popcorn and things like that. Uh, <laughs> I would eat that. I would eat that. I'm gonna make that pizza. Baked beans, and popcorn, and a broccoli sweet pizza. pizza. I mean, popcorn. <laughs> Doing it. I'm going to take a picture of me eating it, and you guys are going to be like, "Please what? do, please do." No, no, I don't want a picture. I want a video. I want proof that the bite is taken, it is chewed and ingested. Right. I need full proof. All right, it's going to happen. Don't worry. Yes. Oh, and we put pineapple on that pizza. No, you're going to have to put pineapple on as well. No, no, you guys, <laughs> no. You have to. You've already agreed to it. No, I will not put pineapple on there. I'll put some other weird shit on that pizza, but I am not putting pineapple on it. Put tuna on. You keep complaining about tuna on a pizza. Put tuna on the pizza. Now it's just getting really weird. (laughs) Tasty, tasty, tasty. (sighs) Anywho, I'm going to read Constance. Superfan Constance comment. I'm with Annie. The devil, her and I will be enjoying our pineapple pizza. You savages. (laughs) Savages. (laughs) Oh. Totally um, wonderful. Let's see. Real Jackson Ford on Instagram said, "Nope, nope, nope, nobody, nope." Thank you, Jackson Ford. You know I love you already, but thank you again. Nobody, I, the nobody, nope really does it for me. <laughs> nobody, nope. <laughs> well, I'm going to get L twenty Kevs on Instagram. Was yes, definitely. The more moist, the better. Same with garlic bread. It needs to be that buttery and oily with the grease needs to be running down my arm and I'm eating it. Blah. I think, I think, have we, have we lost with all the talk of pineapple pizza? 
just got too much. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. to I had to pause and just puke and then came back. <laughs> I think I think that description of the pineapple pizza, like with the word moist and then the image of the garlic bread, that's you know what technically it does sound like a delicious meal, technically, but it yeah, the description is like something mm. out of a <laughs> You don't want your pizza drip. No. No. You don't want no. drip your pizza. Slidey, no. cheesy pizza, yes, but mm. not drippy pizza. Mm. No. Mm. I think it was the garlic bread that was drippy with garlic butter dripping down his eye. I don't just, know. That just sounds sounds like feeding my like kids when they were younger. Sounds like me in an Italian restaurant or something. Nah. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Yuck. All right. Do you want to move away from the disgustingness? Yes. 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 Okay. Then. Would you rather... Be lied to your entire life about having diabetes or being a supernatural creature. So lied to, like I am a supernatural creature and they, they lie to me and pretend I'm not like in the book. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I prefer that because that's a happy surprise. And I still, <laughs> and I still got to, you know, eat sugary treats my whole life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I prefer that. If I, if I discovered now that I was a werewolf, um, I would be terribly surprised because my body is not healing itself like a werewolf should. But um, yeah, no, I, I think I prefer to be lied to about being a supernatural creature than about having diabetes because I'd just be the dietary restrictions of a diabetic. Is not, <laughs> so that's not fair. I'm with you. I'd rather be find out I'm a supernatural creature. And if I find out that I am a werewolf and I am not healing as I should, I need a vet now. <laughs> Okay. So, as much as I want to be a supernatural creature, because obviously, um, you know, if I found out that everyone has been telling me my entire life that I have diabetes and hey, I don't, woohoo! I'm taking it! Yeah! Yeah. Can I add on to this though, Amanda? I'm going to find out that I'm a supernatural creature and it actually turns out to be a vampire. Then I'm going to come over to Arkansas. Uh Where you no longer have diabetes. Correct. And I'm going to turn you into a vampire. And yes. then you can go on a rip-roaring rampage of revenge for everybody who's told you that you've had diabetes your entire life and you've had to suffer through all of the okay. insulin and yes. testing and all that kind yes. of stuff. All right, let's stuff. do it. Let's do and it. And I will support you in your rip-roaring rampage of revenge. I, I'm just really proud of myself that I didn't automatically pick Supernatural Creature. In this one, because that's that's typically my go-to. But man, getting rid of diabetes, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Take it. Sucks. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> oh, I'm light-hearted about it, though. <laughs> If she doesn't yes. laugh like a maniac, she'll kill us all. Hey! This is me with chronic pain as well. It's like, oh, my back has stopped working and now I can't move again. It's just like, oh. yeah, you, you either laugh or you cry, or you laugh and you cry at the same time. Right. Just... Or you start crying because you're laughing, because then your laughing makes you like have pain. So it's all good. It's, it's all. Cycle of tears and pain. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. <laughs> let's move on speaking of vicious cycles question three would you rather would you rather become a werewolf by injecting blood or ingesting blood 
injecting, I suppose. Unless I can ingest my blood in a hot chocolate, in which case that's not so bad. Um, but yeah, injecting so I don't have to don't have to taste it would probably be better. I don't know. But, I've had some nice black pudding in my life, but that is okay. If I if I can eat the black pudding, yeah. <laughs> Here's a theory. If you had a vampire donate their blood and turned it into black pudding, and then you ate the black pudding, could you, in theory, turn into a vampire? If that is the vampire trope that you're going with. I love that idea. That, I mean, oh. wouldn't, wouldn't you have to be bitten and drained first? Well, you could be on the point and they're just stuffing, like, you don't, you're drained, and they're just stuffing black pudding in your mouth. And yeah, they just, just, just shove it in your death. mouth and, like, make you mm. chew. With your... Tasty death. <laughs> It could though, if if that was if that's like the the logic, the the lore that you're going with. Like in my world, I guess you could be turned into a werewolf that way, just like mass. <laughs> oh wow, that would be. What if you've cold. already eaten it? Because mm-hmm. you've gone out, you've gone out for a fancy breakfast. You know, you've gone for a brunch. You've gone <laughs> slap up full works. You've got the black pudding on the side because it doesn't normally come with the dinner, mm-hmm. and. You accidentally lose all your blood and get turned. If you lose all your blood, <laughs> in some freak accident, yeah, some freak accident, mm-hmm. and you don't realise that the black pudding is made with vampire blood or werewolf blood, and you turn into a supernatural creature, and you're like, "How the heck did this happen?" I, I think this would be a really funny story. It would be a really funny, story. <laughs> especially when you accidentally lose all your blood. It would have to be a really funny freak accident as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very slapstick. Like yeah. if the restaurant is is run by werewolves or run by vampires and they're off making the, you know, causing these ridiculous accidents because they want to create their werewolf or vampire army, then you could get really ridiculous with it because it could be almost like final destination style where they try <laughs> they're trying to cause your accident and just you know, things are falling and th- things are happening and they're just really useless monsters that kind of... <laughs> that could be really fun. I'm on board for this. I story. need this in my life. Yep. It needs to happen. Yeah. I would love that. It doesn't um, even have to be a full story. It could just be a really random short story. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Damn. I'm there for it. <laughs> I love it. Five out of five stars on Goodreads would recommend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My answer for this question, after accidentally losing all of my blood, um, I... I, I wouldn't mind doing an injection. Again, back, you know, to diabetes. Just all needles all the time. So just whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe I would take an injection more willingly than, you know... As we were talking about earlier, so before we started recording, unenthusiastic carnivore. So yes, yes, shoot it in. I'll take it. I'm gonna load up my insulin pump and slowly get it over time, so my change will be less drastic. Okay, it's an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I feel like we need to caveat this question with like you don't have to ingest the blood as a food stuff. You could drink it. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine too. Mixed in with your hot chocolate. Or find a hot nerd. Yes. Suck their blood. Yes. Fine. All of these are reasonable options. Choose your option. Pick one. But if you go for the slapstick blood loss with black pudding, so much the better. It is better. 
that that is now my now my go to um, way. I want to turn into a monster for sure. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Next question: Would yes. you rather have the weird feeling a vampire gets when stuck in a place they're uninvited, or mm-hmm. have death prickle wolfy head tingles? Hmm. Death prickle wolfy head tingle tingles. The uh. The feeling that a vampire gets when they go somewhere they shouldn't is like their brain is on fire and they can't think and they can't do anything. So the the wolfy head tingles, death prickles are awful. They're just not as bad as that. So bad headache versus feeling like your brain is about to explode. Um, yeah, that I would I take that. Preferably neither, but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not the spirit of what you rather. No, neither is not an option. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> no, option C, never. <laughs> Claire, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to go death prickle wolfy head tingles. Just because I like death prickle wolfy head tingles yeah. and I would buy their album. Yes, just saying um, death prickle wolfy head tingles is <laughs> the best. It's the name of my first album. <laughs> Accidental yes, Blood I, Loss. That's your, that's your band's name. And your yes. first album is Death Prickle Wolfie Death Head Prickle, Tingles. Death Prickle Wolfie Head Tingles. <laughs> Two t shirts are coming to Redbubble. <laughs> oh, I need to make a note. It's happening. <laughs> yes, my justification is I've had horrible migraines like that are in your eyeballs as well. Oh, so yeah. I'm guessing that's what the Death Prickle Wolfie Head Tingles is like, <laughs> as opposed to the uninvited vampire trope. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I can't imagine anything worse than the uninvited vampire. That was the point is like it renders you even like even the most capable person completely incapable of doing anything. So That so. scene when we were talking about the book and our discussion, that scene when Felix throws the poppy seeds on the ground yeah. and the vampire is uninvited in the threshold and counting the poppy seeds is one of our favourites mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. just so horrible but so funny <laughs> and then he gets his head pulled off <laughs> and he, he, he appreciates it because the headache is worse thank you <laughs> oh it's amazing what are you doing amanda well obviously death prickle wolfie head tingles and i just feel I like it's it's our phrase for this episode and i feel like it's like we have to try to say it you know say it five times fast and then we just go. <laughs> we say it too often. We might accidentally conjure us. Oh, that's true. We might. Oh, we're all gonna have migraines after this episode is over. Oh, as long as it's not a bloody Mary Candyman situation again. Uh, no. Again. I'm fine with it's, summoning candy. That's pretty much a regular occurrence with us. It Give is. us a mirror and a candle, and we'll say names three times. Yeah, I mean, I love Candyman, so I'm. Uh, it's fine. I'm gonna summon him. This is my favorite. It is, it, I love that movie very much. Have you seen the remake? Or the yeah. Sequel? Yeah. Yes. Did you love it? Yeah, absolutely loved it. Me too. Yeah. The, the, the actors are just some of my favorite as well. So it's just, I liked it better than, not, not better than the original, but I, as the see as a remake goes, it was really creative, or not remake, but sequel. It was really creative and didn't, didn't disappoint on what it did. Yeah, no. The shadow I... puppetry was amazing. Yeah, 
I was yes. very, very pleased, especially with the tie-ins to the original two, and that Tony Todd was in it at the end. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, but, oh, my God, for the love of all that is holy, don't get me started talking about Candyman, because that's where this episode's going to go. <laughs> Candyman. <laughs> You know, but last time you talked about Candyman to a, to an author who just released the debut, we got Candyman in the sequel. It's true, we did. It is it is my fault that Candyman is in Amy McCaw's Mina and the Slayers, which I I've been dying to read it, and I have it on my shelves because I love Mina and the Undead so much, um, and I've been dying to read it, and I just I haven't had a chance yet. I I feel like I'm. Everything since my publication month has just been chaotic and my kids have been sick and stuff. And I'm looking at my TBR, Mina, Mina and the Slayers is right up the top. It's because... so good. And you know... The influence, was it four things four in things, the book? Four, four things, things influenced by fictional hangover. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, yes. so read it and then go and watch, read, listen to the episode mm-hmm. and the bonus with Amy and you'll yes. find all four things. Yeah. Okay. I will do that. Not that we're bragging, but we're totally bragging. We're totally bragging <laughs> because that's one of the coolest things that has ever happened to fiction. Definitely. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. We're not hinting Ooh. or anything at, you know, your next next book that comes out. I feel like I feel like any of the like the craziness that comes up could easily be like like Kevin writing a short story about weirdness and you know, he, he could definitely have a short story about a werewolf opening a sausage factory to <laughs> infect people. He will pass his creative writing course if he does a supernatural creature opening up a brunch spot that says black pudding. Mm-hmm. He lives... <laughs> brunch spots are so big in Toronto. Like, it's everywhere. You can't, can't look around without uh, uh, seeing a brunch spot. So... Um, they're in the right place to be writing about us. It's perfect. And who doesn't love brunch? If, wrong people. If you don't love brunch, you're wrong. Exactly. Speaking of brunch, wow, question five. Would you rather have a bloody hot chocolate or a raw steak? Ooh, bloody hot chocolate, for sure. A thousand yeah. times. <laughs> I'm mm, I'm on and off blood. vegetarian, sometimes vegan, um, and when I do eat meat, it's usually because I, uh, you know, I've gotten myself run down or something like that. But when I do eat meat, it's only like fish and chicken. I can't touch red meat, <laughs> um, so an, an awful lot of like Evie being super excited about red meat and uh, you know all the oh it smelled like this and it was like that. All the stuff that kind of grosses me out, I just try to turn it into a positive. <laughs> Um, so I'd, I'd have to have the bloody hot chocolate because at least then you also have chocolate and marshmallows and sprinkles and you know Kevin's cooking for you. Yeah, definitely. Same. What about you? I'm definitely the same because obviously unenthusiastic carnivore, which you are too. So yeah, absolutely. I'm an enthusiastic omnivore. Mm-hmm. Nom 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 omnivore. <laughs> but I'm not eating a raw steak. I like mine medium rare yeah so it's it's still cooked so give me the bloody hot chocolate i'll 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 have that with sprinkles and whipped cream and marshmallows i like how angry it made you sound just then saying bloody 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 hot chocolate bloody hot chocolate 
Usually, because when I'm saying the word bloody, it's going, I'm going, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> At myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. There's your excessively British moment for our ear, man. Hooray. Thank you. Bloody hell. Just what I needed. <laughs> okay. That's the end of Would You Rather. However, we're going to be moving on to non-Would You Rather questions. But the very first one is a Would You Rather question. Oh, it's the ultimate Would You Rather question for anybody who does anything supernatural. We've answered this a million times. If you don't know our answer by now, then where the hell have you been in the past? Exactly so. X amount of years. Go on, Amanda. Pause it. Best dramatic voice. I don't have a I don't have a dramatic voice right now. <laughs> Would you rather be a werewolf or a vampire? Vampire, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All vampires all the time. <laughs> all vampires all the time. <laughs> I have answered this before and said werewolf, but it always comes back to the fact that I am a reluctant carnivore. And if I was a werewolf, I'd be at least eating a lot of raw steak. I don't think I can do it. So then I'd be a very dangerous werewolf because I'd be very hungry all the time. So at least as a vampire, I can get my blood from other sources. Yeah. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Is Kevin technically a vegan vampire or vegetarian vampire if he just has, like, pig's blood? Mm, No. I mean, I haven't gone with the Twilight thing of that. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin is not because Kevin would also Kevin will also sit down and eat like steak or bacon or sausages or whatever. Um, there is there there is a vegetarian vampire by the end. You we're pretty spoiler here. Yes, all spoilers yes. are fine. Yeah, all spoilers. So yeah, yeah. By the end, my my logic is that um, Kate's, um, you know, she's completely vegan, but drinks blood. That's how she manages it. So she she gets to kind of do that and then sort of sees the blood as like like her meds where she just has to take it to stop herself from doing anything mm. worse. Um, so that's why at the end, Kevin makes a, a blueberry pie with a vegan crust because Kate's just completely off everything except blood in, mm. in her drink. So she's a vegetarian vampire. She's a vegan vampire as much as she can be. But Kevin's That's logical. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. I just like that it's, it's the Twilight rule. <laughs> God, I love it so much. Okay. All right. I'm glad. I'm, we're glad that you're Team Vampire, clearly. Because all vampires all the time. Yeah, all vampires all the time. Absolutely. <sighs> okay. And I think I prefer vampires to werewolves in general. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, are, yeah. you are our people now. <laughs> 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 I do like werewolves. I, I just prefer vampires. They're more fun. They're much more in control. Usually, when they're doing something bad, they know they're doing something bad. Mm. Um, and werewolves tend to be a, it, well, except for Enid from Wednesday, who is my favorite werewolf. Aside, I from... haven't watched Wednesday yet. You haven't watched Wednesday? Okay, no, it's not, not yet. Like yes. Enid introduces herself as a werewolf in like the first scene, so it's not it's okay. not a spoiler. Okay. Um, but yeah, she's she's cute and colourful and bouncy and very excitable. Wonderful. Uh, like a puppy. She is like a puppy. She oh, is. It's precious. Like oh, a very so colourful puppy. 
But to be fair, I'd be worried if there wasn't something different about her, to be fair, you know. Yeah. I, I can't imagine Wednesday being like friends with a normal, everyday, bog-standard teen. <laughs> no, and the school that she goes to, Nevermore Academy, is for freaks anyway. So it's for weirdos. So everyone's got something about them. Um, so she's she's ultra bright and cheerful, but she's also a werewolf. But basically, all, all she can all she can manage is claws. Um, so she's got these really really cute painted nails, and then when she gets angry, they just go like <laughs> extra long. <laughs> she is really cute. She's adorable. It's okay. next on my watch list. Same, same for us. We're we're watching eighteen ninety nine again, and then we're um, moving on to Wednesday. I haven't seen 1899. Is that good? It is. I mean, you're watching it again, so I guess. Yeah, well, we're watching it again because, like, it's on Netflix. And when you just, when you start watching it, Netflix already has the setting changed to where it dubs everything in English. But we didn't realize until after making it through that, like, the characters, I mean, we knew that they were all speaking different languages, but it's important. Like, it makes the story make more sense if oh, the characters okay. are speaking their own languages. Yeah. So, if you watch it, turn off the dub. All right. That is my just... advice to everyone. Turn off the English dub and just have sub- subtitles if you need them. Okay. I find dub very distracting. I'd rather read subtitles. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm used to having subtitles on. I mean, you know, Ashley, you probably know with having kids they put subtitles on. Yes, all the time. <laughs> Which is and not a bad to... thing because teachers don't read. Right. It actually does. Yeah, that's, that's always been my um, my excuse if I'm putting the TV on for them to put the subtitles on. Yeah, they're, they're learning to read. Yeah. But it's also helpful, isn't it? Because they talk over everything. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm yeah. pro and also, I think when you're watching subtitles versus dubbed, um, when something is dubbed, then they need to get the sentence out in the same sort of pasture, you know, to mm-hmm. the same sort of rhythm. So you can wind up, I think it happened with Squid Game, you, you wind up losing a lot of the nuance of what's said because they have to get it out in basically the same amount of time, you know, mm-hmm. as, as the character's mouth is moving. Whereas if they do subtitles, it can be longer and you can get a better um, interpretation of what was said so yeah. that's another re- another reason to prefer subtitles yeah. if and if you can some people obviously have you know trouble reading off the screen or whatever and right. then and dubbed is, dubbed is fine obviously right. there are a couple of lines that we've noticed you know having watched it already once that the the dub is like incorrect to what they're what they're actually saying so you know it's still it's still basically the same thing but like a couple of key words are just different enough and you're like oh okay yeah so that makes more sense yeah Yeah. it's a good show very mind bendy very weird good okay check that out mind bendy and weird is yeah definitely one of my favorite yeah yeah okay so I need 1,000% to talk about the fake diabetes in yes. in the book because, hey, <laughs> I have diabetes, and it was so cool, even though it was fake, even though it was lycanthropy, to see it in a book because it's not. 
there's there's a handful yeah. of books that that even mention diabetes. So um, thanks first. Thank you. And you're welcome. Now explain why why'd you pick diabetes? Why'd you pick fake diabetes to cover up <laughs> lycanthropy? Um, it seemed like a good one. My dad has diabetes as well. Um, although he got it later in life, so it's uh, different. It's type two, but. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I, I see him injecting himself a lot and he has to test his blood. Um, and I know from reading up that a lot of people turn to like a ketogenic type diet to try and control some symptoms or to control their um, their insulin a bit. So all that really seemed to fit with what you would need if you were going to be sneaking someone meds every day, um, you know, and making sure that she doesn't skip a day or skip, mm -hmm. no, skip, skip a shot or so. Um, and also, you know, she needs, they need to be testing her blood. So this is a good excuse to be getting blood samples off her. Um, and also, I mean, Evie would never, she doesn't really question what her mom and what Kate tell her. She's not very scientifically minded. So she wouldn't necessarily look up and see any of the inconsistencies. Like I imagine she, she probably would eat way too many carbs for somebody who's supposed to have diabetes. Mm. Um, I think she, she sort of, steers away from sugary treats like like more the stereotype of diabetes I think rather yeah. than um but like I know she she would eat like a lot more popcorn and starchy carbs than you're probably supposed to um but it was just it seemed like something that covered enough bases for her that it was uh it was useful to have and um like you said as well I have never seen it represented aside from like the babysitters club um, right. Yes, Stacy, right, in, in mm. the Babysitters Club. Um, but aside from that, I've never really seen it either. And I know I, I didn't want anyone to feel like I was using it in a light-hearted way or anything like that. And certainly, one thing I was really aware of was like, oh, that's not insulin, and then she stops taking it, and like I was terrified of the message of like, oh, you know what? If you actually go off your meds, you'll probably get superpowers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was something that slightly terrified me. Um, so I did try and make it dissimilar enough to actual diabetes, even in the way that they were handling it. Mm -hmm. She just sort of accepts what they say about it. Yeah. Um, I said, you know, obviously do not want to be telling people to actually go off any sort of meds. Um, and that's why also why it was important to me that at the end, I do have someone starting meds that makes their life better. Um, and, you know, he's he's got a much better life now. He's taking meds and he's got his condition under control. So mm -hmm. um, but that's why it sort of it covered a lot of bases. And it was something that was on my radar because of my dad. Yeah. Well, I can tell you. Very good job. Very good Thank job you. with the fake diabetes. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Um, especially there were a couple of lines of like your body trying to attack you and like having these massive headaches and stuff. And I was like, this is my life. <laughs> it's amazing. So good job. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> we talked about this in the main episode already, but mm. I, I have a friend who has diabetes and he's my diabetes buddy. And he's also a librarian, so we're, like, you know, we share books with each other a lot, and we rarely come across books with diabetes. So I was like, hey, oh, my God, I found this book, and it has diabetes, but it's not diabetes. She's actually a wolf, but it's diabetes. And I was sending him screenshots of the book, like, look at this line. Like, it's perfect. And he was like, oh, my God, we have to read it. 
So oh, then I have to say, I have to say this story again, everyone. Sorry. But um, we decided we were going to start a diabetic book club. And because we call each other Diabeta Buddies, <laughs> we decided it was going to be Diarrhea Buddies, which then sounds like <laughs> Diarrhea Buddies. And it's terrible. And we're going to make shirts. So, um, Amazing. so yeah, you your book is going to probably be book one in the Diarrhea Buddies book club. That's amazing. And do you what what other books are there then? Do you have any other books? Um I read one and he's got one. I don't remember the title of the one that he has uh recently read, but um Agnes at the end of the world has okay. a character with diabetes in it and it's real diabetes. It's not yeah. lycanthropy this time. It's real diabetes. Uh, but that was that was a good one. And friend of the podcast, Elise Green, produced that audiobook. So, I mean, I, I would have liked it anyway. Yeah. But, you know, there's diabetes there. So we've got... I've two. just remembered. What? You, you, I, I've just remembered there's a Kelly DeVos book with a diabetic character in. And I'm busy looking it up because we were discussing it in the main episode, and um, I said I'm sure there's a there's a, there's a a book that has a diabetic character, and I remember it actually now we didn't cover it. I read it yeah. afterwards, and it's the futuristic one. I'm sure it's the future. The there's the the duology. The, like day zero or day day, day, day zero and day one. I, I think there's a diabetic character in that. Okay. think well there's another book for the diarrhea buddies book club. I'm, I'm, i can't remember precisely but i've got a feeling there might be in there i don't know why it's just suddenly come to my brain but yeah it might be the hot chocolate's got to mind. maybe, maybe it has. <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad i did a good job even with fake diabetes i have things yeah. like i have a lot of chronic pain and asthma and thyroid issues so i think when it came to things like your body trying to kill you I, it's definitely something I can also relate to. Like yeah. in a in a zombie apocalypse, I'm done. Me you know, too. Like that's my, what I always run say. Out of it's like that's what I always <laughs> say. Zombie apocalypse, I'm just dead. Yep. Use me as bait because I'm just <laughs> did, gonna didn't die. You, didn't you say that we could use use a human meat shield? I did. During our zombie apocalypse plan. Yes, I did. Um, what episode was that? Cynthia Murphy. Cynthia Murphy. Yep, that's right. Yep, human meat shield. That's me. Because we just we, we spent far too long plotting out our zombie apocalypse plan. We did. We did. Yep. <laughs> but it's true, and that's what I always say. Like, if the apocalypse hum- comes, I got yeah. nothing. No, I'm going to be, like, inspirational and say something wise to the kids and then just be like, okay. <laughs> just go this off and expire up, in the corner. And I'm not even... I'm not even going to be able to run. Like, everyone else better run like hell because I'm not getting any, anywhere. Nope. Asthma, chronic back pain, no. Nope, <laughs> just, just dead. Just I dead. can't even briskly walk anymore. <laughs> we'll all like, my just... last birthday, everything just lit- literally, one minute past midnight, my entire body just went... <laughs> okay, so we'll all just die together in the apocalypse, I guess. I'm yeah. taking the buggers out, though. Give me a, a, a nail 
hammer through a, a plank of wood and I will go rip roaring rampage of revenge. I'm not going. I'm not going to laugh and cry. I'm going to be like, well, I'll laugh. As yeah. kill the buggers. Right. But I'm not just going to sit there and take it. Yeah. See, I'll, I'll leave the nails on it something because I guarantee you the first time I swing like the baseball bat covered in barbed wire back or something like that to try and get them, I'm just, uh, my arm's stuck like that then I put my back out. <laughs> just don't like, use a chainsaw. Chainsaws is the horrible. Chainsaws will kill you. Yeah. So you'll you'll need a projectile weapon for sure. We'll find you something. Yeah. We'll find you a nail okay, gun. No, that would be yeah. I, it probably doesn't fire nails as far as I think that it's it Probably going to. not. I kind of want to test it out, though. It's like a staple gun. Trim- <laughs> no, I'm thinking like a, a, he- like a, a lawn trimmer, strimmer. You know, when you do the edges. You just- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. a power washer. And then at least then, you know, it might be non-lethal, but at least, you know, if you're hooked up to the tap. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know, it depends how, how old the zombies are, because they're just corpses. So I assume they continue to disintegrate. Yeah. So... It's possible that a power power washer is all you need. Yeah, if you wash a corpse, surely it'll die. Well, it's 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 dual because you're gonna get rid of the corpse, but also clean the place so you don't get all the monkey infection and disgustingness. Yeah. There's no yeah. smell. You're just you're just oh, washing it all. Washing it away. It's perfect. Useful. You gotta think these things through. What a good zombie apocalypse plan we've just come up with. Absolutely. Power washers. I don't know why we haven't seen this before. Power washing zombies. Yes. Because Kevin hasn't wrote it as part of his... He hasn't written it down yet. Creative writing course. <laughs> Power washing zombies. Is that another um, another single for your band? It's, it's the name of my third album. Oh. But it, it hasn't done as well as Death Prickle Wolfie Head Tingles. <laughs> You know, the debut really sold well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to just go through this episode while I'm editing it and just collect song titles for the the band t-shirt that's coming. (laughs) I feel like we need to have, I can never say, is it Diaries? Diaries, yeah. Diaries, was it? I think we need to have Diaries on there. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Diarita buddies. Oh, I didn't say it. I didn't say it in this episode, but I said it in the main episode. The t-shirts are going to be um, brown tie-dye. Oh. That's amazing. Brown tie-dye is the name of my third single. <laughs> oh, I can't even type my notes. Okay. I'm taking notes, don't worry. It's terrible. But I can't wait to make this shirt. It's going to be really good. We'll send you one, don't worry. I, I was going to say, I want one. I yeah, really we'll want send you one. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, and we can wear like... the zombie front lines together. Yeah. That's going to be the picture of one of the albums. <laughs> so somebody with the power, power washer. washer and a another nail, nail gun. gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> And a and a and a lawn A weed whacker. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's Angel style. It's terrible. You can see it. You can see it. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it so much. I think <laughs> should we try to actually ask another question that we okay. can't No, because at the back it's gonna have the tour places and it's gonna have Arkansas and then Northeast England and then Ireland. Yeah. That's our world tour. Perfect. 
<laughs> covers all the bases. I like it. Right. Okay. Well, do you want a really terrible segue? Oh, yes. Always. So we've been talking about zombie tropes. Mm -hmm. Do they come apart? Do they not? Can you power wash them? Who knows? What about vampire tropes? (laughs) That was bad. That was that was a bad segue. Promise a good one. I did not promise a good one. (laughs) That was that was smooth. That was organic. Didn't even notice. It was like sandpaper, it was so smooth. (laughs) (laughs) How and why did you pick the the zombie the vampire tropes you did because let's face it the 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 counting is not done very often and even not inviting the vampires into the into the dwelling is not not common anymore yeah um i just i i've loved vampires like my whole life um so i love seeing how you play with the tropes and pick and choose um and i I've always loved the counting one because when I was little, I was I was very scared of a lot of things. And my dad, who is also a writer, um, you know, I I grew up watching him like query stories with publishers and that sort of thing. So he's kind of he would never tell me monsters weren't real, partly because he you know knew I wouldn't believe him, and also because he was a I think he was never sure and he didn't want to lie to me. <laughs> so he would ask me like, I mean, I could tell you they're not real. I just, I don't, all I know is we haven't proven it yet, which is really comforting, obviously. Um, <laughs> because what? I think he told me that, I think he thought that if he told me they weren't real, it would like stifle my imagination or something. Um, Love your dad, well, by the way. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> me too. Um, but he, he used to talk to me then about how I would defeat the monsters. And one of the things with vampires was, you know, a tidy one that I could keep like close to my bed was seeds, but also um, that they they have to, if they come across a knot, they have to untie it. So there was a lot of like, you know, I'd have a little packet of seeds by my bed. Um, and, but I also knew that like, if I kept my shoes knotted and stuff like that, they'd have to get past them first. Um, so those those were two that I, that, the knots didn't make it in. Um, I did have it at one point I had them with bag loads of seeds but also they tied a bunch of knots as well like had bag loads of little knots and Kate kept untying her her own shoelaces and tripping over them Um, (laughs) she wasn't used to it but it was just I just had to make the book shorter and shorter so sadly the the knots had to um, had to go but it, it was something I really liked, you know, so along with all the other things they have on the shopping list, they have to go out and get Kate's slip on shoes because <laughs> she's just. A... So what you're telling me is Velcro is a vampire's best friend. Velcro is a vampire's best friend. Oh my yeah. God. You do realise that if you write on that they had Velcro shoes, you know that's you actually saying it's because of the knots. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love that. Oh, it's another good song title. <laughs> what, Velcro is a vampire's best friend? <laughs> it's like a spooky update and Diamonds are a girl's best friend. I like it. it. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any trope that, apart from the knots... Yes. That we don't know about, but you're going to try and get in. 
Um, not that I can think of. The knots I would like to do, or at least try to, you know, well, I suppose I haven't really addressed it now, so I can't, but I'll, I'll have them wearing Velcro or something like that. Um, I I don't think I'd, I'd play around with it too much more because I think I have I have my mythology sort of set now. Um, and introducing something else might be confusing, but then again, uh, we'll see if, I, I don't know that there will be a book too. I would like a book too. There's there going to be, be a book too because we're going to manifest it. We, <laughs> we have manifesting, manifesting. powers. Oh. We need books. I like it, has, it has to. I will kick off so much. I I would like to to write a book too, but obviously it depends on lots of things. So we will see. The characters live on in my head anyway. They have lots lots of little adventures in my head. So good, yeah, wonderful. Okay. I like the fact that the vampires as well can actually turn back to human, which worries me somewhat because if they've been a vampire for so long and the heartbeat's not been going there. Do they have a circulatory system? But they must have a circulatory system because Kevin needs to eat. They do have a yes, they do have a circulatory system. And so the cells have got to be living; they're just regenerating. That's that's what I think. Yeah, the cells are so. Another thing that I had to cut because of editing is the difference between being dead, dead, and undead. Where you, in my Kevin gave Kate this whole thing of like, no, you died, but then you undied. So they've just come back to life using magic so yes and in my head this means that for example you can have vampire babies or you know um you can have dampers i've seen it written down i don't know how it's dampier dampier yeah we do Um, love we do love a good dampier we do yes but i especially if they're russian (laughs) yes um but i i do yeah in my head it makes perfect sense though because everything is still regenerating because they're you know they get injured their body grows back together their cells fix themselves so that must mean that their cells are still doing that in terms of female vampires for me because your body is frozen in time yeah that can't happen so i don't think i don't think i'd have a pregnant vampire thank Um, you (laughs) (laughs) the world thanks you yes (laughs) But, um, but for me, it makes sense that you know a vampire could get somebody pregnant, um, and it would probably be pretty dramatic. I don't know if I'd do it, but I I know that, um, I know that I know that I could have a half vampire in my stories for sure. Now I've just... I imagine the half vampire would be a bit of a Claudia. No, see, in my head, I I went right back to Twilight. <laughs> No, don't, no, 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 no. Evil, evil Renesmee. Uh, she said it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to get to do, but I do have a half vampire in mind, and it's not a Renesmee type, and Fantastic. it's not. It's it's not related. They're not related to the main gang either. Um. But that's that's all I can say without spoiling the thing I might never write. <laughs> Whilst we're manifesting things that we want in the world, right. I want a Chris yeah. story. Sorry, a Chris, I want a Chris story. story because yes. Chris is just this unsung hero of the piece in the background. You know how badass does she get in ten years to go and save her brother? And yeah. then you know, obviously, 
somewhat stifled perhaps living in the guest house but i swear she's gone on like adventures that if kevin found out he would like have a heart attack absolutely i mean and she's definitely fought vampires before and she's definitely taken like there's the line at the start um when kevin's like oh i'm really worried about having them staying in the guest house and she's like i've dealt with worse than that um she's definitely had her own adventures and she's i think of her like um you know, we were all teenagers and early 20s and we were doing all this mad stuff. And then, well, me in particular, I, I know I've settled down now. I have kids. They don't know, you know, any of like my crazy teenagers or anything like that. And they will <laughs> never know. And they will never know. Um, I, <laughs> I never fought vampires and never did anything that crazy. But, you know. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But that, for me, that's where Chris is, out of necessity. She's taken on that kind of role of, okay, I'm going to be sensible, I'm going to be calm. But she's still young. She's still only 43. So, and probably in, in pretty good shape because there's, you know, the possibility of being attacked by monsters at any point. So she's definitely not just running a guest house. I'm sure she's got a gym down the basement or something like that where she works out to keep her, you know, she'll want to, want to protect Kevin as well. Um, so I did at one point um, have more of an action scene for her and the world just the, the world just keeps getting smaller in this story because I had it, it was much it was a much longer book at one point um, you need to keep all... your Scooby gang tight yeah. Hmm? yeah you need to keep the Scooby gang tight yeah. and that's why I think Chris would benefit like from having the a real story yeah. yeah just save this all for you know the rest of the series that's going to happen because yeah. we're going to manifest it <laughs> I feel like Tris and Jim the Blood Guy could have their own little spin-off series like back in the the 80s 90s. That would um, be fantastic. Yeah, it would be it would be fun it would be retro too. But then then maybe they could meet uh, meet Mina and her gang in New Orleans at some point. Yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> yes. Be an epic crossover. Amy. <laughs> Amy. 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 <laughs> or maybe we should be saying Kevin, 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 we know you're listening. We know. Speak to Amy. (laughs) Make this happen. Show her this clip. Put your pants on and go and talk to your (laughs) wife about this. Thank you. Is is, is Kevin, he must be not wearing pants. This is not a thing I knew about him. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't normally, apparently. Apparently, (laughs) yeah. He shared. (laughs) We learned that the hard way. Uh, when we were interviewing Amy and she had to run off for a couple minutes and take care of the little one and then Kevin was like, hey, here I am and then like, he wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> we didn't I, see anything. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't see anything and luckily our recording, we had paused it while Amy was away so, you know, it's just burned into our memories forever but nobody else had to experience that. It's turned into a we said, he said. It, yeah, but he's telling a more adventurous... No, he's turning it into a more adventurous story, I'm sure. I'll have to hear his side of this. Yeah. Anyway. I know, it's, it's, it's Zoom, it's post-COVID. I think everyone is... Does, does anyone wear pants anymore? No. I am wearing no. pants, but... I'm wearing elasticated pants. I'm oh, same. 
I'm wearing blue <laughs> jeans. But, of course, Ooh. it's the middle of the day for me, and it's, you know, nighttime for you guys, so it's... I've been in these all day. <laughs> I'm having a house day. I'm wearing fat pants. It's happening. Plus, there's pockets. And if we've established one thing that happens to Big Bad Me, you need, is pockets, you need pockets are useful. You need pockets. God, I just, love... Just, just pockets? Just pockets? What does this mean? Just pockets? We need pockets. Well, there's another one of my songs. <laughs> just pockets. Just pockets. Just pockets, question mark. Pockets, just pockets. <laughs> okay. But the thing is, though, if you did, I mean, like, if we could manifest something as wonderful as a crossover. Right. Amy's books, uh, you, 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 you haven't got to Slayers yet, but you've read uh, Amy and the Undead. And it's just... <laughs> Amy and the Undead. Cult- <laughs> Mina. It's Mina. Although Mina it is Amy, come on, let's let's Does be it, honest here. I get the it's it's really bad. I always think Amy and not Mina. I always, so it, when reading it, I just imagine Amy doing all of the things that Mina's it is. It's, it's it's it's, it's just Amy, Amy doing it, not Mina. It's Amy. <laughs> I think we said that the first book. Oh, I think so. Too. If there was a Mina, Evie slash Kate, no, well, no, Chris crossover Chris, actually, because yeah. we're going back in time. Yeah. They're full of pop culture references. Mm, mm-hmm. And yours is full of pop culture references. I mean, thank you for having the Winchesters. And yes, yes. let's call them regardless. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes, absolutely call them. I mean, I don't think it's ever bad that to have a, a Winchester around. No, oh, exactly. actually, it is bad to be a girl with a Winchester around. That's That doesn't usually end well. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. But you know what? Like, what a way to go out. If, if right. Hang, hanging out with Dean Winchester. Oh, you're Dean. Oh, I was going to ask you, Sam or Dean, and you've just revealed your answer. Uh, <laughs> I take it it's the wrong answer. I like Sam. There is no wrong part. answer. There is no wrong answer. That is true. But I I am Sam. Sam I is, am a Sam. Sam is smart. Sam is lovely. Sam, because I've, I've watched up until season eight I think so Sam kind of went through his arc from being nice and bereaved and so that he went through like the weird soulless bad boy thing mm-hmm. um and it was all fun I don't know I just started getting a little irritated by him I don't know why um <laughs> sorry um Dean also annoyed me sometimes I think I like Dean better because Initially, there wasn't a Kate in Big Bad Me. There was a boy called Jack, Evie's big big brother. Um, he didn't work. The, the dynamic was all off. But Jack was basically like Dean Winchester, but Canadian, um, like really <laughs> flirty. And he used to, he used to um, he would detract from try to distract from Evie at all. Basically, try and take all the spotlight off her so people didn't really notice by just being over the top and flirty and loud and you know that way she'd just be able to you know blend into the background and nobody would pay that much attention to her so it wouldn't matter if she did something weird um so when I I changed that because it it just wasn't the right dynamic and also he wasn't he wasn't a narrator like Kate is Kate's a main main character and Jack was Mm -hmm. a side character um but I still think there's a little bit of the Dean Winchester in Kate in the older sibling trying to keep everything together and you know Dean will like hold it all together and be like I'm fine I'm fine Sammy it's it's all good um and then go off and try a single man here in the car uh, <laughs> while eating pie <laughs> while eating pie exactly <laughs> um 
I suppose Kate is a Kate is a lot more salmon that she will actually eat a salad. Um. <laughs> does this mean the guest house is like the supernatural mortels? Oh, yes. does it have the really good seventies wallpaper like they all have for whatever reason? And the weird divides. <laughs> the well. weird divide yeah. by the door, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It that is that that was basically the plan, although then um when I had the cover design sent to me um and they had actually put in a motel as opposed to a guest house and i loved it because it looked really supernatural and it killed me to have to go back and go this looks great i love the motel but it's supposed to be a guest house so he went a little bit more like um bates motel then with it yeah. which I, th- I think is also great and yeah, actually the cover is different. really good well i can only recommend that they use it for book two or book three you know any of the future ones yeah all of the future books in this series if you've got a there you might as well use it they need to they need to go and jim the blood guy is jim beaver so he was of course it is i'm so glad that it's jim beaver i'm so glad that's who i pictured I was like, yeah. is, is this really what's happening? Yes. Yeah. That's that's exactly what yeah. Even though he doesn't actually feature in the book, in, in my head, he's Jim Beaver and he's he's their Bobby. So he yeah. gets their blood and he also does whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Chris would agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh man. Dear. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? Um, oh, I think that is that all the questions that we had. We've we've asked them all without actually asking them. I think. Okay. Do you know I do have one question that yes. has come up in the past few interviews? Much to my Anna Amanda's absolute horror, our guests, our lovely, lovely guests, have never seen the movie The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. What? <laughs> have you seen the movie The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox? Yes, of course I've seen The Frighteners with Michael <gasps> okay, J. Fox. Good. Thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. How Thanks. has nobody seen that? I love it so much. It's very, it's very so yeah. solid. Okay. Yeah. It got to the point where we thought we made it up and <laughs> somebody had falsified an IMDb page and yeah. we won crazy pills. I love that. No, that, and actually this Christmas, I, uh, this Christmas, this Halloween, I was I was thinking of watching it again. I didn't, but I wanted to watch it again. It's just so good. It's so good. It's so funny. And then it's like way scarier than I, I expected it to be when I watched it the first time. And it's just, yeah. Brilliant. I love that love that movie. I have not seen it since I was it was when did it come out? Like I think I was, I was 1996. It came out. So I haven't seen it since I watched it on video, so it would have been like eighteen or nineteen. Um because I probably watched it a couple of years after it came out. Um but yeah, it was it was so good. It is. Yeah. And it's on Amazon. We were it's on Amazon. We were very, very shocked that multiple how, people how were people like, not watched oh, us? I don't know. That is a very good question. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it's because in October, you know, it's a lot of horror talk. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about horror movies and specifically 90s horror movies. Right. I said, The Frighteners. Yeah. And both me and Amanda are like, how are people not seeing this? Yeah. That was, that was both Amy... And Kelly DeVos were like, no, what? No, I've never seen really? this movie. Like, well, you're wrong. Wow, okay. Yeah. And Amy with her with her 90s pop culture like over, overload. How is she not? Yeah. 
and Kev, who's a massive Michael J. Fox fan. Yeah, we were. I dispute that accolade now. Yeah, challenging that accolade. Yeah, need like a fictional Hangover movie night. We do. We really do. do. Yeah, we can make that fictional Hangover theater three thousand. Yes, as we all watch the Frighteners. <laughs> we're going to watch Alona too, Alona Holmes too, because that's what we're doing this month. Nope, frighteners. <laughs> nope, forget it, guys. Sorry, Vampire Book Club. Sorry, frighteners. frighteners. Secret frighteners. Oh, Secret man. frighteners was the name of my fourth so- song. All right, All right I'm writing that down. Um, so, except for my phone, auto-corrected frighteners to grifters. Hmm. So, Which is a movie I have not seen. <laughs> I've not seen the Grifters. I have no. seen the Fragments. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So, is there anything else that you want to tell us that you're excited about? And it doesn't have to be book-related. It can be anything. But just tell us great things as we wrap up this bonus episode. Um, I am working on something else that is very different to Big Bad Me and very different to Evie and Kate. And I can't talk too much about it except to say I'm really really enjoying it I don't know about like you guys when you you do you write are you massive readers or you write as well I'm unsure of this um but I have writing soundtracks oh that's or, fun um yeah I think we're mostly just readers on account yeah. of us I'm also published now oh yes your your scientific article <laughs> that you have taken oh. part in Technically, but not really. <laughs> you were there, Claire. It counts. I was there. My name is in the author byline of an academic paper, but Oh. It's there. That's impressive. My husband is a scientist, so he's got he's got papers published as well, and that is that totally counts. It's a lot of hard work. It's, it's real. Yeah, it's it's real. absolutely real. Yeah. Um You're being very generous, thank you. <laughs> we're proud of you, Claire. Yes, we are. Published, published, and it's a lot of hard work to get an academic paper, paper yeah. published. I think, like, we're very we we if it's non-academic, I think we've got a lot of ideas. Like, <laughs> we do. We have so we many do. ideas, we just but don't have time to sit no. and write. Like, we, we've genuinely thought about doing like a fictional hangover anthology where it's like all of the inspo that we get from the episodes and the authors. Yeah. But obviously, it's like a. A, it's a bit of a love story to our, to to, yeah. to the extended fictional Hangover family of which you are part of. Yes, of course, um, you are part of the family now. <laughs> Clearly, but I'd, yeah. I'd, I would love to read that anthology. I imagine there's so many like there's there's podcasts I haven't been able to listen to because I haven't uh, read the books yet, and, and some of my favorite writers are on them. And I imagine you get like wonderful ideas thrown out there. I I very much enjoyed the Brady Hendrix one. By the way, that was just oh, that one was. Um, we we felt so many emotions in that episode. It was wild. It's so like <laughs> oh, that book is just my heart. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so I what I was going to say is I have a story that I'm writing. Um, I have my writing soundtrack that I I can't listen to music while I write, but I have music that I listen to while I plot or while I'm trying to get myself in the mood or while I'm tidying the kitchen so I know I have to go I'm gonna go right after that um and Big Bad Me was a lot of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and kind of slightly emo slightly um it kind of sounds like you're gonna go kick ass kind of music and this one is for some reason I'm listening to 
uh, soundtracks to musicals. So like Heather's the musical, Mean Girls the musical, and then Six, which is the one about the wives of Henry VIII. Yeah. Um, and they, <laughs> it's so funny because I was obsessed with all these other like, um, you know, my chemical romance and Fall Out Boy and stuff like that while I was writing Big Bad Me. And now I try and listen to it and I'm like, Hmm. No, I think I want to go listen to Apex Predator from the Mean Girls soundtrack. <laughs> so I, <laughs> that's it. That that can maybe give you an idea of the vibes of what I'm writing. Um, my main character is not very nice, and it's really <laughs> fun because Evie and Kate are so nice in their different ways. I mean, Evie does really enjoy killing people, but she's very nice. Um, she's nice about it. <laughs> she is she's nice about it um so I'm really really having fun writing somebody who's not very nice at all sold wait 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 I need to ask a very important question is your character that you're writing a lovable asshole because that's my favorite type of character ever maybe (laughs) Okay. okay I'll take it I think so I think I think you're gonna like yeah like love to hate her. <laughs> okay. Yes. Perfect. Is this linked to the Twitter book? poll with the names that you put on? Yes, this is linked to that Twitter poll. Although she's not one of those. Um, but not one of the twins. Okay. Not one of the twins. But the, the Thomas twins will be in there. I think I've got, I've got to go with Kit and Marlowe, according to the Twitter poll. Kit and Marlowe. Oh, I went with Tennyson. Damn it. <laughs> He is Tennyson right now. He is Tennyson right now. So it's it's a close one though. Um, yeah, that's amazing. My problem is that I like to shorten people's names. You know, have a um, like Kate and Katie, and I, I didn't actually manage to do it with Evie um, or Kevin and Kevin. You can even Evie's the closest. Or maybe Evie is something else. She has Evelyn, a longer name. Evangeline. Yes. Yeah. Angeline. My daughter is called Evie. Um, oh, yeah, she have fake diabetes. She <laughs> she does not have fake diabetes. Does but... she have lycanthropy? <laughs> <laughs> is your daughter a werewolf? You're not going to Hogwarts, sweetie. You're a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect sometimes. So Evie was originally called not my daughter was originally called Emily. Um, so then it was Emily and M, and. And then, like, she shortening it to M was quite nice. And it was re- a big adjustment to me when I changed it to Evie. But it was because she was Evie Wilde. Um, uh, sorry, Emily Wilde. And Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies, which sounds amazing, mm-hmm. was announced just as I started, just as I'd signed uh, with Little Island for Big Bad Me and started edits on it. Um, and we haven't announced it yet. So I was like, well... I don't really want to compete with that Emily Wilde because yeah. she sounds wonderful. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna just gonna change the name. And this is when I was going through a list of names. I was like, Emmy, uh, No, Amelia, Ellie, and nothing seemed to sit right. Um, my, uh, you guys still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, I don't know what my phone did. Um, my daughter came to me and was like, well, you could just use my name. Because you know you like oh. it, and <laughs> you know you like it, and you know it's it's a nice name, and I think it works for a werewolf. So she she volunteered her name. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so I, I really appreciate that. 
Uh, but she doesn't is... dress up as a werewolf every Halloween. I'm going to have to have a word with her. She didn't dress up as a werewolf this Halloween, but my youngest did. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. We'll take that. We'll take that. She did I've... dress up as a vampire player, though. Perfect. That's fine. That's also fine. No but arguments. I like... Perfect. I feel like we need to get her a little, like, glove. A little glove claw. That she can just have it yes. and put it on whenever she needs to. She does have a glove claw. Um, uh, so she doesn't have a glove claw. She has, um, like, werewolf fur that went it went out with my arcs. And um, I tied a little uh, a little elastic band around her arm and pulled her, pulled her sleeve up so it looked like she had a claw. Oh, I love um, that. My Evie had this. Which <gasps> just came, came off the fence, but looked really convincing. It's perfect. Yes. Love it. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. So wonderful. That's adorable. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, so I think we've probably kept you long enough. So, okay. Um, where, thank you very much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, but where can everyone find you on social media? Um, so on Twitter, I am at Ashley Lockie, A-S-H-I-L-O-C-K-I-E. Um, and on Instagram, and on TikTok, I am Ashling underscore O'Loughlin underscore rights. Um, same on both platforms. So come find me, come follow me, and I'll look forward to chatting to people. <laughs> yes, awesome, hooray. Okay. Um, okay well, thank it. you very yes, much for you, writing you. such <laughs> an absolutely fantastic book. And literally it is yeah. one of our old books of the year. Yeah. Thank like, you top so three. Much. Top yeah. three, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for writing this book. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that you loved us. I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 So that's it for this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Join us next time as we discuss Deadlocked by Charlene Harris. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise. And become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Things! New things are happening! I get excited every time I say this line in our closing. New things on Patreon! It's new coming. things on Patreon! New, new things! New, 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 new Patreon! Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you like this episode, check out our others, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for her music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>